Hey, hey, how are you beautiful friends? I hope this week's episode finds you well and well rested. I keep thinking about what it is that I want to achieve with this podcast. And one thing that keeps coming back is that I just really want to give you a moment to be, to feel warm and comforted. And yes, explore, you know, a couple of new ideas and start thinking about a few things differently, maybe. But I never want anybody to feel judged or I never want to cause any extra pressure. As mothers, I feel we have enough of those. And I want this podcast to just feel like a hug or a warm embrace. Unfortunately, I have been under the weather all weekend, which you can probably, you know, hear in this recording. Honestly, my body and mind have been sending me all these signs that it is probably time for a good rest and I totally ignored it or I felt I couldn't honor these signs. And so naturally my body came down with a cold to show me once again that if I don't slow down, it will make me. Last week I climbed up the small ladder into our attic and I took down the boxes with the fall and winter clothes for the kids and myself in order to see what we have that still fits and what can be passed down from one child to the next. And it it really sort of inspired me to spend this episode talking about creating a cozy fall wardrobe and how to slowly turn away from fast fashion. Now, as the leaves begin to change, it is time to embrace the warmth of autumn clothes. And in my opinion, it's the coziest time of the year to do a wardrobe makeover to reevaluate what works and what doesn't, and also to reevaluate our values when it comes to fashion and our efforts towards a more sustainable fashion industry, really. So this, this won't be an episode on how to declutter your wardrobe, but if that is something you're interested in, please let me know and, and I can use this podcast or my Substack to go into that aspect of wardrobe building more. But for now, I just want you to grab your favorite warm beverage, cozy up, and let's talk about my perfect and hygelic autumn wardrobe while also taking a step away from fast fashion. The reason I love talking about wardrobes, particularly this time of year, is because my Nordic soul has spent the majority of her life in cooler climates. And so every fiber in garments like my wool sweaters is just infused with my passion for cozy days and curling up with a good book or going on a walk in gray, moody, milky weather. That is really at the core of me. I saw somebody post this morning on my Instagram. Um, It was this challenge where you type in your name and core into Pinterest and see what comes up and create, you know, your own version of, of cottage core or And so I thought that was so cute. And I thought about, oh, I wonder what would pop up for me. And I I do think, you know, these like darker nature images, um, green bog and wool sweaters and hot teacups. I think that's, that's my, that's the Ava core. Anyways, a wool sweater, for example, is the perfect example of how we can create a personal wardrobe. Um, think of different colors and all the different knitting patterns and and turn our backs to fast fashion because with a bit of tender loving care a wool sweater will last and last and last and it will never not be practical or cozy or or in style 
I think one of the biggest obstacles for anybody to quit, you know, buying fast fashion is that we have the impression that sustainable clothing is very expensive. And and yes, certainly, you know, that that is true. And yes, you know, after all these years of transforming my own closet, I also sometimes feel a bit of a shock when I see the price tag on some slow fashion brands items. And I, I truly think though that's not necessarily because of the price itself. I think it's because I have been marketed to believe that I deserve a multitude of different styles or that I need this huge variety of different trends in order to belong. And so if I look at these, you know, fair prices with my old fashioned belief sentences, they are not in any way attainable for me or, or attractive in any way, right? So um, do you know what I'm getting at? You know, like if, let's say, I want to buy myself several new sweaters this autumn because I would like to have different colors and I would like to have one, you know, that's maybe more cropped and then one that's a little bit looser fit because that's trendy. Then then the one in my current wardrobe and and I would like to have like all these different ones for all kinds of different occasions. No, then I could not afford to buy sustainably made sweaters. I simply couldn't. And then this realization then really leads to these feelings of of lack, scarcity, you know, maybe even inadequacy. Um, but if but if I somehow can arrive at the belief system, like create a new belief system, then I can look at a $250 wool sweater in a very different light. And let me just quickly throw this in here. I, I want to talk about for a brief moment about privilege because of course it seems horribly privileged if I can talk about buying a $250 wool sweater on my own podcast that I'm you know recording with this fancy mic and all, all of that so but however I, I really assume that if you have come to this podcast or if you have come to the realization that you want to invest in slow fashion you too are privileged and if, if you have time to think about your autumn wardrobe even or how to build yourself a simpler wardrobe this season, then you are probably not stricken by war and famine and you're probably not deadly ill and you are probably living somewhat comfortably, you know, no matter what your pay range is. And so here is the thing about privilege. I, I think the word privilege often gets a really, really negative con connotation and rightfully so, however, it is not always just a bad thing to be privileged. It is a bad thing to be privileged and not use our privilege to address matters that the less privileged can fight for. So whether that is climate change or inequality or any other injustices, right? And so, yes, it sounds initially extremely privileged for me to talk about slow fashion and $250 wool sweaters. However, I would like to use this privilege to, to come to a you know more fair wardrobe in my house and, and do my part when it comes to changing things around and voting with my dollars because I, I know not everybody can. So anyways, I just wanted to add that in there. Um, and 
But you know, let's get back to the actual wool sweater. So if I if I change my beliefs and I can arrive in new core beliefs like I am really worthy no matter what I wear or my clothes reflect who I am and I do not need society's approval by following fashion trends, then I can look at that price tag and I can see that it's actually a reflection of workers being paid a living wage, no harmful chemicals used, the investment in better materials, better farming practices, um, reduced water, you know, better CO2 shipping um, efforts, and a lower number of items produced, which in itself makes the garment more unique. And if I can then see that the cost per wear of this garment may not be so bad, right? Because if I wear a $30 polyester sweater only twice, because then the threads are loosening or the fancy beads are falling off, the cost per wear of this cheap polyester sweater with all its microplastic particles ending up, you know, on my skin and in the earth and in the ocean, then the cost per wear of the sweater is $15. And if I buy, or let me rephrase it, if I save up and invest, you know, in a $250 wool sweater and I wear it two times a week, each winner for, let's say, four winners in a row, which I think sounds sounds very realistic, if not, you know, downplays how often you will wear the sweater, then you wear it roughly 96 times, which makes the cost per wear roughly $2.50. So, however, even with all this realization, I may come to the conclusion that $250 is still too much to spend right now. And that's okay, right? So then I could save up for it over time, or I could look on sites like Vinted or Poshmark or other used clothing sites to see if I can get the same one or, or a similar one from the same brand secondhand. Or I could go thrifting and see if I can find a different wool sweater that I like for just a fraction of the cost. And so I think the hardest part for most of us is probably arriving at the place where we are are so grateful and content with just this one special sweater that we bought this season because let's face it we are so used to coming home with bags upon bags of, of cheap clothing you know every time the weather changes so I personally have been slowly turning my back to fast fashion for years now and I still sometimes struggle with that last week though as I pulled out my fall boxes and I put my wool sweaters back into my closet I realized how wonderful it is to have this collection of, of slowly curated sweaters, you know, each with a different meaning and history, and each still in great condition even after years of wearing and traveling. So there are so many reasons we feel like we need to buy more than the items we actually need, or you know, maybe one or two special pieces each season. And in, in other episodes, I've talked about social comparison, our need to belong, scarcity mindset, and, you know, especially all the impacts of harsh advertising and influencer culture. And I, I want to honor here that clothes and self-expression are intrinsically linked. Clothes, therefore, are also linked to our feelings of self-worth and self-love, right? Like the clothes we wear 
make us feel a certain way. And I truly believe that we won't feel best when we have the best and latest fashion, but when we are on the journey of, of self-discovery and we realize who we are at our core and we dress that version of ourselves. Like that's, I think, when, when things will click in. When we are truly secure in who we are and then we can self-express through our, our very unique style and then we love who we are even more and then we love how we're dressing and how we're showing up. Now, I can't tell you how exactly to get there, right? It's, it's a process, it's a journey, but I can tell you that it most definitely has to do also with age and maturity because I can say for myself that I grow into myself a bit more with each season and with each moon phase even. And every year it seems to get easier to dress myself and to dress for the life that I live and the season that I'm in. And to dress for that version of myself that, that feels so very much aligned. I also want to share a personal anecdote here. When I was little, maybe about five or six years old, my parents spent a long weekend away. And I stayed at my aunt's house. And I, I, I think I generally had a really wonderful time. But there was this one night where I missed my mama so dearly. And all I could think about as I was laying in the bed at my aunt's house was how it would feel to hug her in this gray cotton sweater that had the silly bunny embroidered on it. And to this day, I remember this feeling of longing and longing for her and also this feeling of the smell and texture of the sweater as I hugged her. And I, I talked to her recently about it and at first she even couldn't remember the sweater. But it made me realize that our clothes are so much more than just what we wear, right? They are part of our personal histories, our family photos, and our children's memories. We weave pieces of ourselves into these fibers. Like how special to remember a particular outfit that I put on my baby again and again, or you know, even on my three babies. Or for example, this cozy Merlot colored cardigan that my own grandmother used to wear day in and day out and that to me is slow fashion right outfits that stay with us over time and sometimes even once the garment itself is gone like items that stay in our memories and i don't know but for me this notion really helps me to build a wardrobe and a uniform and and just a simple wardrobe of very distinct items that hopefully when my kids look back, they, they remember, oh yeah, mom used to wear this and this is how it felt and this is how it made us feel. And that thought is so very cozy to me. So as for my autumn and winter wardrobe this year, I'm trying to keep it simple. I have about two, maybe three basic cotton tees. And then I have two linen tees that I'm leaving in my closet that are from from the spring summer wardrobe as are the tees and then I have a long sleeve linen shirt and another cotton long sleeve. I have two mid blue mom jeans as well as this pair of cozy terry pants that I bought from the Simple Folk company um, a few years ago and then I have a pair of white high-rise jeans although I'm not sure how they fit me this year. 
I have a beige, um, beige blush sort of colored workout yoga set, as well as black cotton leggings from Packed Organics. And then I also have a matching set of sweats and a sweatshirt. And what can I say? I wouldn't want to live without it or the yoga pants. I have a beautiful linen overall, overalls from Palaver Amsterdam. And that, for example, was an investment piece for me that I really saved up for, eyed for a very long time, eventually bought, and that I now have for the sixth season. I'm also keeping out a linen dress from Simply Grey Linen that was gifted to me back in 2017. And I haven't worn it much lately, and so this is its last chance to, to see if we can still go forward together. <laughs> I, I also have a long school sweater, sweater dress that I bought last year in Germany, and a almost floor-length wool cardigan. Is it called a duster? Maybe. Anyways, um, so and then this is where my, my fall wardrobe is not quite so minimalist. I have about two drawers full of different colored wool cardigans, mostly neutrals. Um, so it's wool cardigans and sweaters that I have collected over the years. Some I had bought new, some I have thrifted, but it's about seven or eight pieces total that I dearly, dearly love and that I can combine well with all the bottoms and the overalls and the tees. I have a Patagonia zipper sweater for cooler autumn morning walks and I have a beige wool coat for when it gets a lot colder out there. I also have a padded winter jacket that I bought from Sara back in 2015 and that is still holding up so well autumn after autumn. It's green with a fake fur hood and it has never gone out of style and so I keep wearing it year after year after year like it it's just amazing to me how this thing is still around and how it, I just feel still great in it. You know, this has accompanied me through, you know, the transitions of, of three postpartums now. I also have a set of wool and silk base layer to wear on really cold days. I throw it on underneath my jeans and my sweaters. And then I have a variety of wool socks, a lot of them even hand knitted by my mom and naturally I have a, a couple sets of hats and gloves and, and scarves. For shoes, I have a set of Birkenstock clogs in a brown wool and I've had those for years. They're actually getting quite worn. Some holes, some tiny holes are forming where my big toes are. So maybe this may just be the, the autumn I replace those. And I do have a pair of white sneakers and most of this season I will probably live in my blundstone boots. If we will get snow this year I can fall back on my LL Bean boots that I bought it back in 2015 or my Danish duck boots that I also purchased I want to say three winters ago now. So as you can see a lot of these items that I have carefully chosen have really lasted me year after year. There are definitely some things I would like to add on this fall and either finding um, an investment piece or thrifting for it. I've been kind of eyeing a dark blue fisherman sweater. I would really like to get wide leg trousers and maybe a corduroy or thicker linen or wool and a cute people on top or puff sleeve blouse for when I go out to dinner or when I go out for coffees. 
something that is still a natural fabric on my skin, but just slightly nicer than, than a basic tee. I wouldn't mind if I found a pair of leather oxfords or mules at a thrift store. And one of these days, I would love a leather um, crossbody bag or a leather clutch. I have a very cheap one um, that I thrifted a few years back, and it's sort of getting getting ugly now. I have a very cute yellow raincoat that I bought in Norway in 2016, but unfortunately, I can barely close it anymore over my chest. Hello, breastfeeding three kiddos since then, and so I have started to look around for a new raincoat, which is quite difficult, I feel. I'm probably gonna try to buy used. Preferably, I would find something that is um, sort of a hunter style, hunter green, or looks honestly like something Queen Elizabeth would have worn. Um, we'll see. The, the granny vibes are hitting me hard this fall. And I sort of also have my heart set on finding a wool sweater um, with a blue pattern of some sort. So if on top of all this, I find an Oxford style blazer and or a checkered blouse or oversized shirt for cheap at a thrift store, I would definitely also go for that. So definitely feeling all the cozy British cottage vibes this year. And I guess if I would have to, you know, go back to this um, autumn Pinterest inspiration board, then I would describe my style somewhere along the lines of laid back Scandi style mom goes off to write in a British cottage. <laughs> so let me ask you this, do you have a vibe for your seasonal wardrobe or like an overall style vibe that you could describe in a sentence? Like I would love to hear yours. Before I get off today, I want to answer two questions I've received from listeners. And the first one was, how do you not get frustrated when your values don't allow you to shop fat, um, to shop fast fashion, but your wallet won't allow you to buy the sustainable brand pieces you adore. And the second question was, how do I stop wanting to rebuy a whole new wardrobe after decluttering and simplifying my closet? This particularly wonderful and sweet listener told me she's really good about making earth-friendly mindful purchases, but still feels like refilling her wardrobe with all new pieces after she decluttered it. So I, I hope I already answered a little bit of that in this episode, but again, I just try to focus on what I have and I just try to really channel the gratitude piece. And some days that's easier than others. And on days it isn't easy. I also allow myself to feel it all and try to be gentle with myself. And again, yes, that is privilege, right? That's wonderful that I can sit about and, and, and mope that I, that I have a tough choice and, and even have a choice of slow fashion versus fast fashion. And I just love using Pinterest for inspiration to style the things that I do have. And I love actually Pinterest shopping, meaning I put all the things I see and love and initially feel like, oh, I want this. I put it all on a wardrobe Pinterest board and it's just sort of, hanging out there and then if I go to a thrift store I, I have it with me so I can look exactly for the styles that I have been swooning over and not get sidetracked because you know even with thrifting we can very easily end up with pieces that we didn't want or didn't need just be just because you know maybe they were such a good deal 
So Pennington Inspiration Board also really helps me to feel super creative around fashion and have that fun piece around fashion without actually putting more and more clothes in an actual online shopping cart. And then over time, I find that some of the pieces on the board have lost their appeal and others have not. And so that really helps me determine which ones to keep and to keep dreaming about until I am ready and until I find that they're worth the investment. Or maybe in the meantime, I have already stumbled upon something similar secondhand and then that's a win-win. Unfortunately, I think the feeling of wanting to renew our entire wardrobe is something that we will stay around until our mindsets have really shifted, especially around this comparison piece. And then the other thing is that often we build our wardrobes around who we want to be rather than who we truly are. And then none of the pieces feel like they work for us. For example, I'm personally very easily tempted to buy linen dresses, but if I'm honest to myself, I am more likely to reach for jeans on any given morning. So I think once you get that mindset of, hmm, but actually, that's when it will all fall into place. So what is this mindset, right? That but actually feeling. So this took me years of decluttering and rebuying and so forth, but eventually I woke up one morning and it, has, it had just sunk in. I could feel it in my bones. It had become part of me, that feeling of, I would really like to buy this, but actually, let me use this instead. Or, but actually, I already have enough. Or, actually, I'm okay. So this, but actually, I don't really need this mindset is just key. And you just need to work on arriving there and give yourself time to arrive there. There is never going to be the perfect wardrobe. There's only ever going to be the wardrobe that works for us in the season of life, in the seasons of mothering, in the season that our bodies are in. And I think we are just fed so many images of the perfect wardrobe and the perfect capsule wardrobe even, or the perfectly trendy closet that I, I think we forgot that this is all a journey and not a destination. and. And this striving for perfection really messes with our heads and, and is sort of unrealistic. So the more you can come to an understanding of you, the easier it will get, right? When I first started going for a minimal wardrobe back in 2015, I purged so many items. And then I just kind of also went out and replaced a lot of them with new pieces. And at the time, I had followed a blogger that looked really cute in her minimal wardrobe but she had a lot of blue items. So I sort of copied her style and surprise, I was later disappointed that I didn't end up enjoying the clothes that didn't feel right for me. And how could it be? She had a completely different body type, um, different climate, different style, different season of life. So I was just trying to copy someone else's wardrobe and that just never works out. So I think exploring oneself always and then also exploring one style is crucial for building a small wardrobe. After I get back from my retreat, I would love to put together a little bit of a how-to guide on how to find your style, if that is something you would be interested in. So please just let me know through Instagram or write to me on Substack. And I hope that you enjoyed this little break with me and that it got you into the mood to make your own autumn wardrobe mood board and go through your closet. And, you know, mostly I hope it inspired you to pare down 
and get cozy with just a few select pieces and slowly, slowly move yourself away from fast fashion. I know it's hard, but I really believe it's the only way forward for this planet. So with so much love going out to you, bye until next time.